Welcome to the RCIA Hollywood Podcast, coming to you weekly from Sunset Boulevard in the heart of Los Angeles. RCIA Hollywood is a program designed particularly for artists who have an interest in exploring the Catholic faith in a systematic way, with the possibility of being fully admitted into the church during the Easter season. RCIA stands for Rite of Christian Initiation of Adults, and it's a process that dates back to the very first centuries of Christianity. This Holy Saturday meditation was led by Clayton Emmer. Mary, the Bread of Life, and the Mystery of Holy Saturday. Uh, today, on Holy Saturday, uh, Lent is over. Uh, we spend these days uh, enveloped in the liturgy of the Triduum, and we're right in the middle of it. It is, as T.S. Eliot once said, the still point in the turning world. We're at the eye of the hurricane, and there's a great silence. There is a, a beautiful homily, an ancient homily on Holy Saturday. They don't even know who wrote it, but it's beautiful. It's in the Office of Readings today. I'm just going to read a short excerpt. Something strange is happening. There is a great silence on earth today, a great silence and stillness. The whole earth keeps silence because the king is asleep. The earth trembled and is still because God has fallen asleep in the flesh and has raised up all who have slept ever since the world began. God has died in the flesh and hell trembles with fear. He has gone to search for our first parent, as for a lost sheep. Greatly desiring to visit those who live in darkness and in the shadow of death, he has gone to free from sorrow the captives of Adam and Eve, he who is both God and the son of Eve. The Lord approached them bearing the cross, the weapon that had won him the victory. I am your God, who for your sake have become your son. Out of love for you and for your descendants, I now, by my own authority, command all who are held in bondage to come forth, all who are in darkness to be enlightened, all who are sleeping to arise. I order you, O sleeper, to awake. I did not create you to be held a prisoner in hell. Rise from the dead. For I am the life of the dead. Rise up, work of my hands, you who were created in my image. Rise, let us leave this place, for you are in me, and I am in you. Together, we form only one person, and we cannot be separated. So the mystery of Holy Saturday seems to me a mystery of communion, of restored union. What was separated is now brought back together. And how does this happen? What is this mystery of communion that we're anticipating and which we celebrate tonight? It is uh, primarily, it's the mystery of the Eucharist, the sacrament of communion. It's the most exalted mystery of God's own heart and of his love. We're on pilgrimage today into the very heart of God. And who does the church give us to accompany us in this time? Who can really show us the way? It's Mary, 
She alone hasn't fleed, she didn't panic, and she didn't despair. Her mystery is that she's a steward of this great thing, the, the Eucharist. I just want to make a brief kind of examination of her life as it relates to her son, who is the bread of life. First, we go back to the Annunciation. In this moment, when the angel Gabriel appears to her, she becomes, in a very real way, she becomes Bethlehem. Uh, the word Bethlehem literally means the house of bread. Uh, she is Bethlehem more truly than the town that she visits nine months later. She received the bread that the house of bread would not. She becomes the very dwelling place of this bread for nine months, and then she gives it birth to it, and then she tends it for 30 years in a mystery of silence we know very little about. Like the centurion, she calls out to God at the Annunciation. She says, Lord, I am not worthy to have you enter under my roof, but only say the word. She gives her assent. Be it done to me according to your word. Now, did she know what she was saying yes to? In the details, no. But she was docile, and she was receptive to the one who has come to her. You see, she said yes to a someone, not a something. It wasn't a yes to a plan, or a schedule, or a series of foreseen events. The, th the somethings of her yes were constantly being challenged and purified. Think of the presentation in the temple, where she was told that her heart, too, would be pierced by a sword. Or of her discovery of Jesus in the temple after a long search. Her son asked her, Did you not know that I had to be about my father's business? The beauty of Mary is that when confronted with the unknown and the unexpected, she does not flinch, cower, or rant, but she receives it all and she ponders the word in her heart. Whatever word is spoken to her, whatever word, she receives confidently as a word of love coming from the very heart of God. This strong, serene faith is seen at the wedding feast at Cana. When, in response to the news that they have no more wine, she responds by calling her son into action, she tells the servants, do whatever he tells you. Notice that she doesn't spell out the plan of action herself, but she refers them to her son, trusting in his loving wisdom and his power. Fast forward now three years to the very end of the life of her son. As she receives the body of her son when it is taken lifeless from the cross, she receives it lovingly and she kisses him and then gazes out at us as she holds him. Her eyes are filled with grief but no bitterness. This is for you, her eyes say to us. She is the gracious hostess of the divine meal, expressing a hospitality that has cost her everything. Her son, in her arms, is no longer the thriving infant it once was, but a lifeless corpse. This is the annihilation of everything a mother's heart could want for her child. And yet she is not raging, She's not bitter, 
She's not angry, and she's not clinging desperately to the body of her son. Instead, she's holding him with great tenderness and affection. Why? Because she understands what it takes to make bread. And Barbara was talking a little bit about the process of making bread yesterday. In this case, the, the bread of life. You see, all along the way of the cross, her son, the bread of life, was kneaded, pushed, contorted and bruised by the crowds. And now the bread will be covered with a shroud and placed in the darkness so that three days later it can rise. So Saturday is a day of waiting, a day of waiting for the bread to rise, to be baked and to be ready for us. Saturday is Mary's day, a day to wait with her in stillness and in hope. And it's a time to consider her service to the Eucharist, to the bread of life. Just in practical terms, what what can this mean for us? Uh, This evening, if you go to the Easter Vigil, or tomorrow if you go then, as you go to receive the Eucharist after this long fast, think of giving delight to the hostess of this divine meal. Give joy to her heart by letting her know that her task, that her stewardship of this bread has been accomplished. Give her joy by letting her overhear you say to the Father as you approach the bread of life, let it be done to me according to your word. Let her hear you expressing the words of the true Bethlehem. Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word and I shall be healed. Let this voice of the true Bethlehem Rise up across the face of the whole church today. As all of us, Mary's spiritual children, raise our voices in a single cry of hope and of love. Give us this bread always. Let's close with a a Hail Mary, a single Hail Mary together. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll join us again next week. Until then, take care, and God bless.